This job. We try to save as many people as we can. Sometimes that doesn't mean everybody. But you don't give up. New York. Washington, D.C. Sokovia. Okay, that's enough. Captain, people are afraid. That's why I'm here. We need to be put in check. Whatever form that takes, I'm game. I'm sorry, Tony. If I see a situation pointed south, I can't ignore it. Sometimes I wish I could. Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. I know we're not perfect. But the safest hands are still our own. everybody and welcome to a special Back to the Bins movie review episode of Captain America Civil War. I'm Paul Spataro and I'm joined by Dr. Bill Robinson. Uh, man, I don't have anything. I, have, I thought I had something catchy to say, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, well, so life... <laughs> sometimes sometimes it feels like deja vu. I was gonna, yeah. And also with us today is Chris Tyler. Oh, I don't have baby blues like Scott. I got baby browns. Sorry to disappoint everybody. <laughs> that's what we always talk about, you being baby brown. Ooh, that's right. <laughs> we call you the human skid mark. <laughs> oh, I've, I I've was going to say something. 
I was say gonna say it, Phil. Say it. Say something nice, like maybe he he'd been like laying out in the sun, you know, using butter as his uh, like, tanning like, oil, like <laughs> like Kramer. Exactly, like a big turkey. <laughs> I wouldn't smell like turkey. I'd probably smell more like pork. A Chris Tyler turkey. Ooh. Well, if anybody uh, is wondering if I sound thinks I sound weird than normal, I'm. Uh, this is a throwback to the er- early days. I'm actually on the road. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking speaking to a undisclosed hotel in Pensacola. It's in no, it's not in Pensacola. It's in St. Pete. Don't lie. No, it's in Pensacola. Yeah, whatever. Last, Bill, last night Bill I was, was in Witsec. He's in Witsec. What's Witsec? Witness security. Witness oh. protection, man. Damn it. <sighs> Those 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 same people will catch up to you one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, day today TV. to give our uh, basically our first impressions, even though it's a couple of days late, of Captain America: Civil War. And uh, do you want? Let's let's start it out the same way we do with the giant roundtables, and everybody can give their quick take on it. And uh, why don't we start with the guest hero? Uh, Captain America, Civil War, I believe this is the 13th entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, this is a movie that could have only been made at this time because of all of the uh, necessary backstory to have. Uh, I greatly enjoyed it. I think the Cap franchise is the strongest out of the individual franchises so far. Uh, building off of what Winter Soldier did and getting all of these characters together and telling a story where I bought into everybody's motivations and everybody's reasons for what they were doing uh, without it going uh, overly gritty or overly sentimental. Uh, Great action. Love the characterizations of the characters again. Uh, Loved all the uh, nifty Marvel Comics references in there. And uh, as a huge, huge, huge Spider-Man fan, uh, seeing Spider-Man really made my day. Uh, I really... Really enjoyed uh, pretty much everything about this movie. Uh, we'll save the meteor stuff for later in the discussion. Okay, Doctor Bill. Uh, I agree pretty much with everything Hero said. Um, I right. was, <laughs> um, I was um, wondering how the ending was going to play out, especially as we got closer to to the end, and it seemed like everybody was coming back on the same side, and I was wondering what was going to throw one side against the other. So. Uh, and, and I had kind of forgotten a few things that we had seen er, er, earlier in the movie, which I'm sure we'll get into, that, that led to that big uh, – to the big blow-up. And um, and it was nice that uh, nobody actually died, you know, because I was wondering – you know, because in the spoiler, in the original Civil War, Cap gets killed uh, actually by crossbones with uh, – well, he didn't get killed. He was temporarily displaced. He got uh, better. Dis- <laughs> he got better. He was displaced by a temporal bullet that knocked his uh, consciousness, whatever – through all through time and then meanwhile the red skull was going to try to slip into his body while it was Ooh. uh hello there what have we here Dead <laughs> captain america aryan dream <laughs> <laughs> so um th- yeah i ben and i went and saw it it was it was a blast um love the black panther glad that we pretty much got his origin out of the way um as I heard mentioned on another podcast, he's he was kind of like Boba Fett in one in one moment with the clouds and stuff. Oh, this was movie's total lift of Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> but but yeah, it was it, it was good. Um, I guess yeah, we'll get into some meteor stuff, and uh, I've got I've got a couple uh, 
like a theory and then a nitpick about a certain review. But we'll get into that later. Okay, so uh, Paul, what about you? I loved it. There's just no no point in burying the lead. I love the movie. I thought it was solid, solidly entertaining despite the length of it. Um, overall, oh, yeah, I, I I didn't notice the length. Neither did I. Well, even, the only thing that noticed the length was my bladder. <laughs> <laughs> well, it it did, but I was like, I'm not leaving. There's just too much happening here. But uh, I uh, I did, I did fight, and I I have a couple of nitpicky type criticisms, and that's exactly what they are. And we'll talk about them a little later. But to be honest with you, I had to really like think hard to come up with things that I that I could put on the negative end of the slate. And I really did feel it was solid solid entertainment. Uh, I, I don't know why I'm at all surprised. I, mean, I should just get used to this. Uh, this is the 13th entry? I believe so. 13th or tw- I thought it was 12th, but it may, I could be wrong. I, never, I didn't actually sit down and count. But uh, I would put it up among the top. I'm not saying this is the best one. Probably not. But it's right up there with the ones that I consider the absolute best ones. Winter Soldier, The Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy. This, this goes right alongside them. So I just thought it was solid, solid entertainment, a good story, well-directed, well-acted, just everything about it. And just to juggle all those moving parts was just tremendously done. They got to get their practice in before Infinity War. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I guess we could start talking some specifics now. Well, do we, I mean, we want to, I don't know if I haven't, I've only seen it once, so I don't know if I could do a, if we could do a plot well, summary. Do scene by scene, but oh yeah, well, it, Acts one, scene one. Well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit my pet my uh, my annoyance first. Go for this it. Thing. And it really it's is, not Jaws. All right, we got it out of the way. Is it crossbones? But it's so damn good. So, <laughs> but uh, no, my 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 thing is, I know it's inevitable to compare this to Batman v Superman, that that people are doing that all over, and. I think, you know, the problem I have is that people don't respect other people's opinions. You know, there was a, there was a lot of uh, ups, uh, you know, upswell, whatever you want to call it. A lot of people who were, were bothered or didn't like Man of Steel. And I came right out and I've said on many occasions I enjoyed Man of Steel. So I went into Batman v Superman wanting to enjoy the movie. And as it turns out, I really didn't. I didn't like it. Uh, and I'm finding that the people who did like Batman v Superman or the people who are high on it are somewhat butthurt by the fact that other people don't like it. And instead of just saying, hey, we have a difference of opinion, and I've had a difference of opinion on a lot of movies, so I, I, I don't think I'm you know, just somebody talking out of the, the side of my mouth here. You just have to accept the fact that other people think differently, and that's that. But instead of doing that, uh, people are, are treating it as, if, well, if you didn't like Batman v Superman, it means you're not smart enough to have understood it. And that's really just you know, just a ridiculous criticism, and it really does bother me. And, I, and I've seen it a couple of times. It's, Phrased differently, but I've seen it in sev- several times in Facebook entries and things of that nature. And and I think, you know, if that's your criticism, if that's your problem now, that you're, you're so bothered that people didn't like that movie, that you have to start insulting their intelligence, you know, maybe you should look inward and, and stop being so uh, so sensitive. Okay, I, and that's it for me to mention Batman v Superman for this particular show. I'm done. Wipe yourself. Well, <laughs> uh, I didn't see Batman v Superman, so I have no comment. But I didn't see it because I didn't want to see it. It just didn't fall into my in into my time frame. And Ben wasn't. I, I asked Ben. I said, "Do you want to go see Batman versus Superman?" He's like, "Meh. You want to go see Civil War?" Yeah. I'm like, "Okay." So yeah, that was you know what it came down to. I'll catch it when it comes out on uh, Redbox or something. But, but yeah, the uh, hell. <laughs> and it was Chewy. Chewy's checking in. Oh Jesus. 
But uh, yeah, that there. I've seen a lot of you know people comparing to do the two and bitching about the two and and, and how that. Uh, I guess that they're saying that it was the critics that sabotaged it. Sabotage. Sabotage. How you know that they're the reason Sabo, that meaning shoe um, what? that that a <laughs> Taj meaning what. Taj, oh. um, that it, <laughs> but you know, you know what I, I was that, say that the critics are, are pro Marvel and they're yeah, that's that's what it is. That's ridiculous. But the, the you know the other side of that that coin is also true. People who are sitting here crowing, I don't know why people feel the need to pit Marvel versus DC because exactly. we live in a binary society. That's all people I mean, understand. I know why some people don't want to see it. You know, we can bring up Scott. It's Scott has his own personal convictions about the Superman character, and I understand that, and I respect him for it. Just like I'm going to bitch a little bit about some some pe- way people. Really, about was that a sentence? No. The way some people reviewed this movie that I think is ridiculous. You know, and uh, about the actual character of Captain America. But you know, if if you're not comfortable or you don't like what you see with your character, don't watch it. I'm not. Like I've said in the past, I'm not going to watch the next Star Trek movie. They pissed me off in the second one. Did I? I don't, I'm not going to see the next one. I'm not. I'm not paying my money in the theater. It's too much. You know, you you dicked me over. Unless I hear glorious reviews from people's whose opinion I care about. So anyway, but enough about, about uh, uh, other movies. I care. But yeah. the, other, the other thing is, like I said, I started to say is I, I think the reverse is true too. People who like this movie, I don't know why you have to start saying, "See, look, Marvel knows how to do it right." They're two separate movies. Let's just get on with our lives. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that's a, an area that I don't even need to go into. I'm I'm too old for that kind of shit, man. Yeah, and you're the young one. And I, well, I, I'm not that young, man. Compared to us, you are. You're a young, young man. Eh, well, compared to you, yeah, but I mean, Jesus, you know, everybody is compared to you. Uh, it, there's no need for it. The, uh, if you're going to hold it to anything, hold it to the other stuff that Marvel's already done. I mean, the only thing it's trying to do is be internally consistent with that. Now, one of the criticisms I've seen of this movie is that it's starting to feel repetitive. Like, you, you know, that we've seen this before with Marvel, and I, I don't think that's necessarily a fair criticism either. Now, if somebody feels that way, that's fine. But I didn't get that feel. I, you know, it's it's similar to me to, to any other franchise where you know where you start having characters that you, you're familiar with. But I do think that they made an effort to build the characters. I think there were ca- a lot of character moments for Steve Rogers and for for Tony Stark, and we had introductions of Spider Man, an introduction of the Black Panther, and and even some character moments for Scarlet Witch and for the Vision and for. Uh, the Black Widow. So, you know, I, I really didn't feel like this was a been there, done that movie, mm-hmm. which is one of the criticisms I'm seeing. And again, I'm, you know, I, I really do want to try and, you know, put my money where my mouth is. If somebody feels that way, that's fine. I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm just saying I didn't feel that. Well, I mean, I, I guess you could say, yeah, we've seen this, you know, or I mean, this isn't the same story. It's been a building story. You know, people might say, oh, well, you know, they were arguing in uh, Age of Ultron. Well, yeah, because they were laying the seeds to build this. That's kind of, you know, that's been Marvel's thing. They, you know, they, they, they may not have started out with a plan like this, but after their movies took off, they figured out how, you know, to do this like an ongoing storyline in the movies. Like, okay, next time we get a Black Panther movie, we don't have to do the origin. It's been done. We can hit the ground running and go with it. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, if any, if I am going to level any sort of criticism at the film, it's just it. It's now the Marvel universe now at this point, unless it's going to be the first in a franchise 
for an unknown character, you really now have to have seen almost everything. Yes, that is, yes, I will agree. They are all in, in, in interlinked, so if you came in in the middle of this movie of never seeing any of the other ones, it might take you a while to get caught up. To, and you may not even know what the hell's going on. No, that, I think that this, is a, it, it is not for somebody to step into the middle of. No way. Yeah, I mean, if you if you hadn't seen any of going into Avengers, if you hadn't seen any of them, you could reasonably get along with just having seen that. At, at this point, though, it's you you can't. See, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure that's true. Now, I understand that you're not going to get all the nuances if you uh, if you haven't seen the other ones, that there's going to be things about it that you're not going to get. But this was an action-heavy enough movie that I'm not sure somebody unfamiliar with the franchise still couldn't have just come in and sat in on it and enjoyed it. Yeah, but then then again, it's that thing of, is it going to be like a dessert to you, or is it going to be like a steak? And if well, not- yeah, I, I, without having seen the other ones, you are missing out on some of it. I agree with that. But but I'm you know I'm not a hundred percent sure that if you you know if somebody uh, a thirteen year old comes in having never seen any of them and you say oh come on see this movie I still think they'd be enthralled by it as a question. oh yeah but it's I, I I think if there are probably people that are scared at this point to potentially go and just walk in and and see these at this point it is such a brand now that big red Marvel logo yeah it's so it I, has I, its. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to level some of my criticisms towards it. And again, I had to think hard to come up with criticisms. So let's let's not treat this as if I'm blasting the movie here. But my, my first criticism was, I'm not sure Zemo's plot made sense to me if you try and like go backwards from what he eventually accomplished to the beginning and think that, okay, this is how you would go about doing what he was trying to do. Well, his I can no prize all that. His initial intent was not to do everything that he did. His initial intent was using the stuff that was leaked at the end of Winter Soldier. He knew that there was some serious shit in the, those Hydra archives that he could use to tear the Avengers apart. How, now, the, how did he know that? And, and, and well, how did he that, know that it was going to be everything, to start it, them doing what they're doing? Everything because, got leaked. He, he, he right, figured out that there was something that happened in December of 91 that was very important. He didn't know what it was, and if the guy had just told him... Yeah, he wouldn't have had to do He wouldn't have had to do anything else. He would have found the tape in Siberia and mailed it to Tony Stark. Well, because didn't he say that he that he had a lot of patience or, you know, like, like that? I, I mean, I, I've only seen it once, but I know I, I think it was to the guy that he was drowning. Yeah, patience you know, and focus. Patience and focus. Because yeah. revenge is a dish that's best served cold. Uh, in space. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, it, it seemed a bit convoluted to me to, to, for him to get to where he was. And again, I, I, I didn't understand the whole he wouldn't have had to blow up the, uh, the That UN. was all to get the Winter Soldier out of hiding. If he didn't have to, to do that, he wouldn't have. I'm, I'm not still not entirely sure that it made sense that he saw the Winter Soldier as the the linchpin to destroy the Avengers. But, you know, I mean, I guess it's possible. I Yeah, I, I didn't have oh, a problem with just, that. You're just mad because he's a supervillain that didn't explain his plot. Well, what I did like, <laughs> what I liked very much, was it seemed like the movie was going very formulaic to ultimately him releasing yeah. these five super soldiers and yeah. then all the Civil War combatants who had been fighting with each other then teaming up to defeat these five. That's really what it seemed like, and that that's, that that's, almost felt like it would have been a Power Rangers type ending. Yeah, I would have been so uh, disappointed if they had went that route. They did not wimp out. Well, it did seem like they were absolutely heading there. So the fact that they didn't, I thought, was great, and it was 
something that I didn't see coming. I didn't expect them to go there and find the bullets in each one of them. That's what made it heartbreaking, though. There's two points in this movie where... Actually, there's three points in this movie where everything could have been smoothed over, and it just didn't happen. The first time was when Cap was ready to sign after Tony was saying they could amend the accords after he signed until he found out that Wanda was being held captive. The second time was when they meet on the tarmac, and Tony at that point, not that he's completely convinced, but Cap's ready to talk to him, and Tony can't give it up. And then the last time is when they're in Siberia, and everything's about to... It's heartbreaking, man. That's why it's so good. (laughs) All right, my second criticism, and this one... uh, Understand, Spider-Man's my favorite Marvel character. My favorite comic character. And I thought he was great in this movie. Where's but the butt? <sighs> the criticism but. I have of it is that his inclusion in the movie felt a little forced. Mm. The whole Tony Stark going to Queens to recruit him at that point in time didn't feel like... It, it didn't feel organic and natural. It felt like, like we want to get Spider-Man in this movie, so we have to do this. Now, that said, if you accept the fact that he was going to Queens to do that, it was done wonderfully. Oh, yeah. I, well, I, I mean, I had he no does problem. give he gives it. I mean, well, he gives it a loose explanation, saying that he needs more. He needs more firepower. He needs more people. You know, more oomph on his side. So that was why. And I guess we're to assume that he's been watching people. I, I guess because he knows about them. Yeah, I mean that's 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 the way the story was presented. It just yeah. it didn't feel right to me that particular aspect of the story. I totally bought into it. If you're gonna introduce a young Spider-Man with a to a bunch of already established characters, I think that, I think that was a good way to do it. And thank God, Aunt May is not some decrepit old hag now. And hottie. <laughs> I don't even care that she's hot. I just care that she's going to be somebody that actually has some life. I'm not going to be worried about Peter getting her f- pills. Peter's supposed seconds. to be 15 or 16 years old. Yeah. Aunt May shouldn't be 70. No, she should be in her 40s. She should be in her 40s, or I, I believe Marissa Tomei is like 51. She's, like she's 50 or 51 now, yeah. And, so, she, and, and, and so, is, so is Robert Downey Jr. So that was also perfect that he was kind of you know commenting about how hot she was. It, it totally takes all the criticism away. Well, Tony said something about it, so I guess we really can't complain. <laughs> but I thought that was so cool when he called her Aunt Hottie. <laughs> <laughs> And the whole scene with him was was really well done. My my only criticism of of Spider-Man, and this is really silliness, to be honest with you, but in the three actors who've played Spider-Man, none of them physically look like Peter Parker looks in my mind. Uh, Which which version are you attached to? Are you attached to the Ditko or Romita? No, nobody's really looked like the Ditko version. and You're not going to pick somebody who's kind of... Gangly. I mean, Garfield was gangly. I, I just, I, seeing him as a teenager and seeing how how much shorter he is than everybody else, I totally bought into that. He's way out of his depth, but he mm-hmm. doesn't have the experience to know that he's way out of his depth. And he's he looks less physically imposing standing next to Vision and Black oh, Panther. And, but that's kind of the point. I I, I totally yeah. bought into this kid from the jump. And and he took down the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And there were, there were okay. My last, my last criticism, and then, then we're, I'm, I'm ready to gush. Okay. There were a couple of points during the movie where the pacing felt a little off, and it seemed to go from like high action to too slow. Yeah, after the stuff in Lagos happens, it does slow down, but it almost has to. That's almost where they do, they do have to get all of the 
this is where everything's going on the table. Yeah, you do. I just felt like it might have been paced a little better. That's all. I'm done criticizing. And again, I, I struggle to find my criticisms. All right. Well, I'm going to throw in a criticism. Okay. Um, well, I mean, do you think Crossbones is gone? Gone? Looked like he was. Looked like he well, blew up. Her yeah, power coming from the Mind Stone, it could be, you never know. I mean, because she basically encased him in like a ball and threw him up in the air and then blew, then he blew up up there. Like she was holding the explosion back and then took out the side of the building. So did he still blow up? Is he actually gone, gone? Well, I mean, you know, you know the rule. No body, no death. No death. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's what we got. We got no so body. So if they want to bring him back, they can. And, and they did him really well because I commented after Winter Soldier that I was a little disappointed that he really wasn't crossbones and that he physically looked a little, at least as portrayed in the movie, he didn't look as big as I want crossbones to look. Mm. They, they made up for all of that in this one. Oh, hey, Chris. Yeah. What, what was the first thing you thought when he had those, uh, those things on his hands and he was punching? Uh, ben, ben, ben and I looked at each other and went, Power Fist, Fallout 4. <laughs> right? I'm not, right? As, I'm not as rooted in Fallout as you guys are, so that's oh, not what I got out of Because that's like what it is. It's like this thing that it's like a gauntlet that you like powers up and then you punch with it. And I was like, oh my God, it's an on screen Power Fist. Awesome. That was insane, Pete, I hear too. Hey, um, hey, hey not Power uh, Fisting. I really, I love the way he looked in this man. And it was just like in his whole mission. Once he knew it was going south, was I'm just gonna kill Cap. Yeah, that's the yeah. only thing he cared about. Uh, He's yeah, totally I mean, out for revenge. Yeah, they could totally bring him back too if they wanted. To. I, oh, yeah, go, sorry, go, go, go. No, no, no. I, I just, I don't, I don't want to forget this one. But I had a, I had a Scott Gardner moment because wasn't it um, the last Winter Soldier movie? That we were talking about how nobody goes for Cap's legs, and that was brought up as a point yeah. in, in, in this movie when he's you know he's like, you know he said go for your legs. Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, Scott Gardner, <laughs> he's gonna love that. Oh yeah, my because, god, like, I can't express my orgasmic joy at Cap and Spidey having a scene together. And, and I love that Spidey was kind of a fanboy. Everybody's a fanboy at Cap. Everybody loves Cap. Yeah, so was mm-hmm. so was Scott Lang. Your shield, Captain America. Oh my God, it was so good. And, and when, <laughs> I mean, the the orgasmic moment was when he became Giant Man. That was so good. Oh my God, <laughs> I I kind of knew it was coming. But even still, it's just like I I knew for <sighs> I knew absolutely it was coming because I have the uh, the Cap and Iron Man uh, pop figures for Civil War. On the back of the box, it has all the different pop figures, and one of them is Giant Man. So I knew mm. it was coming. Yeah, I, you never know. Though. I think there was a Lego toy set spoiler too. Yeah, uh, I I didn't I I am waiting for it to happen and that's good. And he's got that stupid laugh when he does it. It's just like, <laughs> like come on, this is this is so great. Oh my god, I was so happy. And they, I mean, certainly that this movie attacked the uh, the collateral damage issue head on. Yeah, it actually did follow through with it. That's if I am going to compare anything between BVS and this, it's that they actually did follow through with actually discussing the collateral damage in this. And well, you know what it did. Well, too? I mean, I didn't see BVS, but then wasn't that the whole point of the Washington Senate scene? Yeah, but that Washington dam- Senate. Yes. Yeah, but it, nothing ever comes of it. Oh, okay. But you know, when when Age of Ultron came out. They made such a point of the, oh, no one's going to get killed. You know, we're going to make sure everybody survives. 
And there was a little lack of realism to that thought. You know, this this entire country is being lifted from Earth into into the sky, and not one person's going to get hurt. And I, I think they, they kind of address that now with you know, yes, there were casualties. Right. Yeah. You know, well, I, I, they they saved a hell of a lot of people, but they didn't save everyone. Yeah. Well, I think it's unrealistic to expect any hero to save everyone. Even Superman can fr- freely admits that he can't save everyone. You but know, you movie, try to. When when Age of Ultron. In the movie, they make it seem as if they saved everyone. Uh, well, they saved everybody that was falling off of the city when it was lifted up. But they couldn't have been saving the people all the stuff was falling on, obviously. Yeah, yeah including little baby Zemo. Oh, man, he was oh, he was awesome. You know, I, I didn't, you know, because he was listening to the voicemails and it, then it hit, hit me at the end. Oh, man, he's listening to a voicemail the last recording. Message. Yeah. The last message over and over again. It's like, oh, man, that's so... It kind of made you feel for Zemo. I would have liked, now this, this is probably pushing it, but I would have liked when he finally did try and commit suicide at the end, I kind of would have liked it if Cap was the one who stopped him and somehow in the process he got his face scarred. Or adhesive X. And uh, he threw him into, yeah, he threw him into a, a vat of adhesive X. And, and, and you never have to follow on. through with it. You never have to see Zemo as a villain again, but you know that that's there. And that would have that been kind of cool. But I think the whole point of it, but having it, his final confrontation be with Panther served Black Panther's story arc. They were both men that were consumed with vengeance. Mm-hmm. And Zemo is the one who succumbs to it. But at the end, Panther is the one who realizes it's not going to serve anything. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, he, was, he was watching you know, Cap and Bucky and Iron Man duke it out and, and thinking to himself, you know, what's it all for? It's not serving any purpose. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah, it did fit his story arc. So here's my theory about Zemo, is that we'll see the Red Skull's consciousness take over his body, since I don't think Hugo Weaving has agreed to come back yet as a Red Skull. You can have anybody play the Red Skull, though. Mm. You really could. I wouldn't go as far as anybody, but you you can get away with the heavy makeup. You can get away with recasting it, certainly. I would prefer to have Zemo put together the Masters of Evil in any sort of variety. I mean, we know Abomination's still kicking around. The Red Skull... He's out there somewhere, you know. There's any number of things they could do with that, but they didn't kill him. Or maybe he'll, maybe he'll, he'll come back in um, Infinity War, the Red Skull. Oh, I wasn't even thinking of that. Well, because he I'm, was messed up by the Tesseract, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm not sure that he'll fit into Infinity War unless it's unless he's like an after uh, credit scene or something where somehow mm-hmm. he's revived. What they really should have done was that they should have had when Robert Redford croaked at the end of Winter Soldier, his face should have fallen off and it should have been the Red Skull. And it would have been <laughs> so awesome. Well, you don't want him to be dead. How many guys from World War II can be kicking around still? Come on. Well, he, he got time displaced or something. He can, he can show up in current day exactly as he was in World War II. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But enough about Winter Soldier. Let's, let's talk more about Civil War. Because it was awesome. You are failing. Oh. <laughs> so uh, an- another another cool, I thought, cool character thing was the planting the seeds of the Vision Scarlet Witch romance. Yeah, he's yeah. being very protective of her. And then and um, he's walking around in his preppy suit. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I just, I'm still, I still can't get over the fact that they really have given us like comic book vision in a movie. I can't, I can't believe that you could do that successfully, and they have. Anyway, I got another theory. So, and I told this one to Scott when I was over at his house this weekend. Um, my theory about the Vision and the Scarlet Witch is, all right, 
the vision is based on the brain engrams of Jarvis, right? The old mm-hmm. butler, all right? Yeah. In Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Jarvis's wife is of Eastern European descent. So I'm no, wondering if she was French, wasn't she? No, 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 no. I could have swore she was like from a was it was well, she? Well, they did introduce her in season two of of uh, right. Carter. Right. I thought she was more of like a like an Eastern Bloc nation. Like, like maybe you're right. Yeah, she was Jewish. Yeah, Jewish. That was avoiding the. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, so that's why I'm. That's why I'm thinking maybe he has that attraction to Wanda because of her accent and her mannerisms. Maybe or like his you know like maybe something is in there something transfer like is we don't that, know how how they like tony created the ai if they actually had a brain mapping you know i mean the way the vision was created by you know mapping simon williams's brain patterns into him in the comic maybe this ai there was part of the real jarvis in there i mean this is strictly a theory it means nothing it's just I, a theory they're they're also kind of bonded because both of their powers essentially come from the Mind Stone, though. Well, that's true. That's yeah, too. Good that, point. That's what we think of that. Mm. Yeah. Ah, man, man, she really messed him up. She just went, like, altered his density so- and just. Uh, I was like, that's awesome. That was, that was really well done. It's like, how far down did she drive him? Like, drive him to the center of the earth. <laughs> I was a little surprised they didn't do the uh, when he uh, went inside Giant Man. Yeah, he he like, uh, like get solid inside him to disrupt him, and like you know, mm-hmm. like Vision's done in the comics so many times. Well, that probably just freaked him out enough. He was like, "Whoa!" I don't know, but Vision's not really a killer either. He's not gonna. I don't think he. Well, he didn't willing... kill people in the comics when he would do it. He would just. It would just mess them up. Basically, mess them up and knock them out. Well, yeah, Lang was pretty much knocked out. <laughs> he was knocked out. Well, plus, he was plus. knocked out because they did what they they did the thing in, from that old movie, The Empire Strikes Back. That oh my god. <laughs> Didn't that make you feel old? Hey guys, yes, remember that old movie? I'm like, what the? F- <laughs> How old is this guy? Well, like, he's, spo- like, he's supposed to be 15 or 16. No, he uh, he's on the younger side. <laughs> my my son was. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Laugh it up, fuzzball. So you'd have him. He would have been born around 2000. So he would have been born what 17 years after that movie came out. He would have been born after the Phantom Menace. Yeah. So he wow. would probably not be a Star Wars kid. He would probably be a. Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter kid. Well, he'd be a Star Wars kid now. Well, yeah. I mean, he did see the movie. <laughs> that was so. Fun. I got an, yeah. Go, I got go. another. I got another crazy theory. Oh Jesus! All right, all right. So we finally see the romance progress between um, Sharon Carter and Cap. I think. I think Peggy Carter had to die in order for that to progress for two reasons. One, I think, as long as Peggy was still alive. In Cap's mind, he wasn't going to move on to another woman. And two, I don't think Sharon would make a move on Cap until her aunt was <laughs> dead either. So what do you think? Discuss. Uh, I don't know. Cap, Cap, was, Cap was hitting on her in Winter Soldier when he thought yeah, he was but, just a neighbor. No, but because she said it's about time when they finally, you know, kissed. And I think in the back, well, I mean, this is purely my theory, but I, you know, I, I would say in the back of his head, he was remaining loyal to Peggy, even though she was wrinkly old, old Peggy. Even though she got married to somebody else. Well, you know, but still. Yeah, but that was his first love. Come on. He wasn't yeah, and, and I would think he, he'll always have some, some feelings for her and, and some little conflict to be with anybody else anyway. Well, yeah, but that but doesn't mean he she can't was still, move on. She was still breathing. I think that kind of kept him from from move, you know, from moving on. 
Yeah, I guess he would be too respectful to, t- you know, just with because of the era that he's from and the kind of guy he is. Yeah. And plus, it, she was more than just a love interest to her. She really was his, like, true friend and, and truest supporter that he had. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, you're going to hold on to that, I guess. I mean, you know, I'm not a 95-year-old guy that served in World War II and then got frozen, but I, I no? can see. No. <laughs> I can't serve in anything. No, he's just... <laughs> He's just like a 35-year-old guy that got a smoothie or something, right? A smoothie. Oh, yeah. Mm, uh, I'm older than smoothies. Uh, you know, he's he's cap. He's going to do the right thing always. Well, whatever he thinks is the right thing. Yeah. That's that's a point I want to bring up. I, I, I uh, Scott Rifen's wife was make, make, made a post about being all for Team Cap, and I – my my true feelings kind of came out. I posted on. I said the comic book idealist in me is Team Cap, but the realist in me is Team Tony. Uh, because I, even knowing everything that Tony knows at the end, if you're stuck in, two feet away from the guy who viciously murdered your parents, you're not gonna care. You're just not gonna care, especially yeah. when he when he wasn't able to have that reconciliation with his parents before they died. You're going to be holding on to a lot of shit. So, I mean, but let's delve into that a little bit. What we're saying or what you're saying and what I'm agreeing with is that confronted with that type of situation, you will be irrational and seek revenge at all costs. I would be. You're not, you're not sitting family, here and yeah. saying that it's correct to go out and kill the guy. No, I'm not. You're saying but- you wouldn't be able to control that urge. And I don't mm-hmm. think that's wrong. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, and I don't want to make too much out of making this fall into real life, but in real life, if they were super-powered people like that, I absolutely would want them to be having oversight and regulation, because it's a terrifying thought to think, I'm going to make this episode super heavy now, but you would need some sort of oversight like that. We have oversight for the armed forces in just about every country that has it, you know, and that's just my feelings on it. I would like to say that I'd be all, you know, individual rights, which I am. But if, you know, you you don't just, even even Thunderbolt Ross says, he's like, if I lost 230 megaton warheads, I'd want to know where they are. You know, there has so what, to be some sort movie, of accountability. What this movie did that the comic book failed to do was they presented both points of view in a reasonable way where you could understand why they fell on the sides they did. Yes. I didn't think the comic book did that. I think the comic book said... You know, Cap is doing what's right, and Tony's a douche. Yeah. <laughs> and this, I think they said they're both doing what they think is right, and here's why, and you can understand it. Absolutely. But the thing about this is, though, they did eventually say Cap was doing what was right, and Tony kind of came over to his side. Yeah, they, they were going. Yeah, he, and, he and, was going. So. You could understand how, in light of what happened in the movie Winter Soldier, you couldn't just let the superhero community totally be ruled by by the government, period, if you did have this situation. Because they would be either caught up in red tape on things when they do need to act, and it, or, yeah. or they would be, you know, at the control of people who are corrupt and can do things that they shouldn't be doing. And I and I absolutely agree with that on, on Cap's end as well. There, there is no easy answer. If it was something in real life, I mean, you can't really allow people to go all Bernie Getz or Punisher on people, but at the same time, you know, people are still going to try to act in according to what they think is right. It's so where do you where do you draw that line? And they they did have that moment when Tony was sitting with Peter Parker, 
where, you know, for some reason you can't say with great power comes great responsibility. I don't know why you can't, but you can't. And when he, but when he said to Tony, if you have the power to act and you don't, it's like that anything that happens is your fault. Something, I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember the exact well, yeah. words he said. Did you but think you could that- see Tony, that went against what Tony was championing at the point. And, and I'm pretty sure you saw, like, on Robert Downey's face, that realization. Mm. Yeah. So are we to assume by those things that Peter said that's the something happened to his Uncle Ben? I, I'm yeah. assuming. I think you yeah. can just assume that, that yeah. the Uncle Ben killing has already occurred. Right. Yes. Six months earlier when he became Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm curious as to they're going to have to flash back to that in the, the solo I, I movie. I think you could get away with doing flashbacks like in the opening well, scenes. Who's, 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 uh, I can't remember who's supposed to play Uncle Ben in the movie. I haven't heard anybody yet. Because swore I thought. Cliff Roberts. No. <laughs> Charlie? Martin Sheen? <laughs> what? Martin, Martin Sheen. Oh, God, no. Is it Martin Sheen? No, it's not Martin Sheen. That was in did The Amazing say, Spider-Man. Did you say Charlie? Wasn't that, wasn't, wasn't uh, Cliff Roberts Charlie? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. I was just amazed. C H R L Y. Why? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, know. That's, yeah, that's uh, flowers for Algernon. Algernon. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, man. But but but, but we've but, all been but, to high school. I'm but, I'm private but, school but, educated. I know my okay. shit. <laughs> oh, that's always that was such a sad book and a sad movie. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I don't <sighs> it was sad, but you know, at least you know, I I don't know. It was sad that he. Yeah. This isn't a flowers for Algernon. Podcast. Although maybe it should be. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I, let's 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 keep uh, let's keep moving through this because we have so many characters to touch on still. Yeah, um, I like the um, I believe some somebody posted on Facebook that they'd like to see a Falcon Bucky buddy cop movie. Oh my god, would that be? Well, Falcon War Machine. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, they're both soldiers. That would be That's that would get might be interesting. Eh, I don't know. But, both but I mean, one of the scenes that made me laugh out loud in the theater was when Bucky was behind. Behind Sam in the little Volkswagen, he's like, "Yeah, no." (laughs) Even the fact that he had the Volkswagen, don't you know anything about stealth? (laughs) Yeah, and then three guys that are over six feet tall sitting in that, (laughs) and and then and then the next shot, you they cut back to the Volkswagen, and you see Bucky sliding over to the other side. And then the yeah. next time I look back to them is after Steve has finally kissed Sharon, and they're both sitting there smiling like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh man, the mother Falcon! Oh, he's so good in these movies. Using his wing, red wing bullets, red oh, wing. Come on, yeah. stop. say it. Oh, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> say what? She wouldn't say its name. Remember? No. He's like, "Come on, say it." Oh yeah, yeah. That's red wing. You got to be nice to red wing. Oh yeah, Red you Wing, do. It was cool how they managed to work Red Wing in there as a drone. Oh, it's so yeah. good. And, I, I, and it, I, I kind and of it wasn't just like a throwaway thing. It should actually have a Falcon, but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. I, I, well, you know, if they were going to go full on pimp suit Falcon, yes. If they're going to make Falcon, Snap to, Wilson, baby. <laughs> if they're going to make Falcon a soldier that's using high tech stuff, I got no problem with it being a drone because that no, thing I, was I, awesome. I don't think you could realistically have a live Falcon. Well, you could. But I, I think it was it was effective for them to not have a live falcon actually in the field. I and think having this, a, this is the next best thing. Having a psychically linked bird would probably just confuse people. Unless, well, they could easily get away with it and say Wanda did it. Mm. Wanda, Wanda did, did it for him. Wanda did it. Wanda, Wanda does it for me too. Jesus. Wow! Um, <clears throat> oh my Scarlet God! Witch the women in these movies. Not Scarlet Witch. Uh, Black Widow. 
Scarlett yeah, Johansson. I, I like them all. <laughs> Why should I have to pick? I don't, don't want to pick. Oh, man, and how pimp was Black Panther when <laughs> when his attache was like, you need to get out of the way, and, and she's like, I'd like to see you try, and Black Panther's just like, that would be very entertaining, but no. <laughs> it's like, he <laughs> was the king. He was, he was badass. Oh, my God, he was awesome. Oh, when they were running through the... Uh through the tunnels they were running they're running over the top of the cars while the cars are running or driving and they're they're like running faster than the yeah cars. they're running like I mean, 50 miles it, an it hour look, great. Yeah, and it didn't look and it didn't look completely stupid you know it's like oh my you know and the um oh what was it when bucky grabbed the guy off the motorcycle he grabbed the bike and flipped it around <laughs> over his head and got on it everybody in the theater's like whoa <laughs> Yeah, they, just, they had some totally unbelievable action sequences, and yet made them look believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I yeah, the, the, all the action sequences in this were good. Who, who are we kidding? I mean, that stairwell fight with Cap and Bucky, and Cap's mm-hmm. just like, "Come on, man, don't don't kill any of them." <laughs> it's like, oh, put him putting the shield on top of the grenade was awesome. Boom. Yeah, it's like that's oh man, that's the thing with these movies. Like, oh, but they. But, uh, they're getting all the powers right. Like they just they know what they're doing. What about stopping the helicopter? That that was I would have said it was a bridge too far, but then you see the tickets to the freaking gun show and it's like, "All right, you know what? I buy it." He did he did not <laughs> he skip our day. He even had time to to flip his grip because he was gripping one way, then he let go real quick and flipped his hand the other and I'm like, "Oh, man. Just pull that just pull that helicopter right on in." Yeah, I don't think comic book Cap could do that, but I'll I'll buy movie Cap doing it. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Oof. If movie Cap can do it, comic book Cap can do it. Anything movie Cap do, I can do better. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's. What did you think of the uh, this the CGI young Tony Stark? That was I thought fine. it was good. I, I I was really surprised by that. I mean, I think I was waiting for Gary and Wyatt to come out. <laughs> <laughs> It was, was a little creepy, I thought. It was yeah. creepy, but if I mean, you know, because we've seen that now. You know, that you know, the first time we saw him in movies when they did uh, Professor you know, X, and, and, it was a good, and it didn't look quite as good. And then we just saw it in Ant Man and with with Hank Pym, and I thought it looked good there. This time, I thought it looked really good. Yeah, it's uh it's incredible what they can do now. There's still a slight bit of uncanny valley to it, but I mean, you you know, you're buying into it. Well, and so. this this was supposed to be well, CGI. And that plays too. Into- this wasn't even like okay, this is a flashback, to right? A, because you know, right, this is something being generated out of his out of his subconscious by those glasses. Uh, and a, a good, uh, I think a lot of people missed when he's given that presentation. He's like, "That's how I wish it had went." So you yeah. know that when his parents left to go get a divorce or whatever they were going to do, it was no, that was not the conversation that he had with his father. I don't- I don't think they went to go get a divorce, did yeah, they? Yeah, I don't think they so were going to get a divorce. the last time they were going to be together. But no, I think that's... Well, no, that's I because that's he's saying that saying in retro, that. Yeah, he's saying that because he knows they're going to go oh, off and die. I didn't die. think of that. That's the last time he saw them. They were leaving. Oh, yeah. So that's, he was that's shuffling his was... fantasy of how the conversation would have gone. Oh, that's right. Okay. All right, all right. Yeah, but I mean, regardless. Ugh. And that's... I mean, the actual, you know, jumping ahead to the actual murder scene... That was pretty brutal. Oh yeah, yeah. It, that was you know, one thing that I didn't pick up on uh, that I heard on. Um, I listened to the HHW. Um, it's all connected movie review, and they were saying 
that when Tony is standing there with Cap and and Bucky after he's seen the videotape, he basically says he he murdered my mother. Yeah. He doesn't say my yeah. parents, and and I guess his voice cracked too when he says mother, and it just kind of. I mean, I, I, I think I caught it, but it just I was so wrapped up in the moment. Because obviously he, he was closer to his mother than his father. Right. And so one that's thing what that hit they, home more. One thing that they said was that, you know, like Tony probably kind of understood it. You know, his dad was in the spy business. So, you know, you can expect something like that is going to happen to him, but not to his mother. And especially seeing that brutal, you know, God, he snapped her neck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, man. The, which I. That's the, there's the that's the only plot thread that I think needs to be followed up on. Was that full on super soldier serum that Stark had managed to recreate? I don't know because it seems like it was because that's what they gave to the other win- they gave that all to the Winter Soldiers. Yes, and right. I mean they never came out and said it, but it seemed like yes, he did recreate the the, the serum, and that's what they gave to those people. It was now, the same Stark, color as the one. From- how many? Uh, he he had one vial. Of- Cap's blood, but we saw that. Oh, that's right. Eight, they uh, still had on the one vial that they were going to use to try to. Yeah, yeah, but but wasn't that the one vial that Peggy threw off uh, that dumped into the into the river? Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. See, because but you he never had know. Yeah, mm. you don't you don't know what what analysis he's already done before that happens too. Yeah, and another thing I noticed just thinking about it now because I watch Agents of Shield every week. Do we get the feeling now that? The super soldier serum was partially taken from Cree blood. You know, I was wondering that too because it's 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 blue. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's 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 been kind of. I mean, I guess they could tie that in if they wanted to. I don't know. I dig it. I be, dig it, man. Be careful. I I don't know how far Paul is in Agents of Shield. So I am behind, but whatever. I'm not. I'm not concerned. I'm only one episode behind. I'm enjoying the hell out of that show. <laughs> I watched it this week, so I'll be quiet. You'll be dead. Quiet, Bill. (laughs) So what what Uh, else? I was. I mean, I guess you had to take some shortcuts somewhere, but I understand that they did film a scene where they went over to get Scott Lang. You don't need to have seen them getting picking up Scott Lang. It's fine. I, I just, I just think that could have been a comedy scene, so I wouldn't mind seeing it. But I do understand we had the longest of the Marvel movies, so you had to cut back somewhere. Right. Yeah, I mean, these movies could be four hours, and I wouldn't complain. I, I totally buy into this world, and I just enjoy every second that I get to spend in it, other than Thor 2. But um, Even that I enjoy now. Yeah. So I enjoy it that much the first time. But We got to see Scott Lang on an arrowhead, I believe. Yes. Oh, yes. my God. I was so stoked. Just, just and, like and the, uh, throwing the truck. He thought it was a water truck. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, sorry. I just picked this up. Does anybody else have any truck. surprising abilities they'd like to share? <laughs> oh man, yeah. So, I was. Oh, who, else, who else was? And when he got, he got inside Tony's armor. Yes, he's like, what? Like, that's, you could only do that with Ant Man. <laughs> this is your conscious talking to you. What? What? Who? What? He, he's fire extinguisher. He's great for uh, for comic relief. Yeah, I, I'm with what they did with him in this, and I I really enjoyed Ant Man. I I'm really excited to see what they do with a, a Ant Man and Wasp standalone movie. Now they could they could do almost anything. They could make it a heist movie, an espionage movie, a co- they could make it a straight up comedy. I wouldn't care. 
I say they go after her, her mother in the quantum realm and they bring out Catherine Zeta Jones. Oh my god, if it's if it's if it's C <laughs> C Z J it'll be awesome. Well, she oh, yeah. is uh uh, what's his name's wife in real life? So I know, and I can totally. They, it, the hope looks like she could have been the product of the two of them. Yeah, and she would be in the quantum realm, and she wouldn't have aged as much. So she yeah. could come out the way she is. Yeah, that would that would have to be the key because I don't think she's old enough to be the wasp's mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. But uh, uh, you, no, you, but you can get away with it. You know, little timey wimey stuff, and you're done. That's true. Yeah, I'm just uh, these movies so, just. So, so do you think we're going to see any uh, – did you guys get the um, the trailer for Doctor Strange? Yes. Oh, yeah. So you think Strange will go to the quantum realm or, or we're going to see Dark Matter like we've been seeing in uh, Agent Carter? I wouldn't be surprised if they do connect it that way, they, but I don't know if they're going to connect it overtly. They got uh, – they've there's two mm. more Infinity Stones that they got to introduce because they've only introduced four of them. So The I'm Kidney getting Stone the, and the Gall Stone. Oh. You, yeah, you know all about those. Um <laughs> Not gallstones, but kidney well, stones. They got to do something because if they're going to introduce something, what would it be? The soul gem, I would assume. If they're going to do one in Doctor well, Strange, I, if you're going to do, if you're going to see, I would think they might do that in uh, Guardians and have Warlock. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, they got. Well, they have to introduce we saw, Warlock. We saw the cocoon in. Um, mm-hmm. In yeah. the collector's lair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. Got, but there's two more they got to introduce, unless unless Thanos is already holding on to one of them. Yeah, they could pretty much do whatever they well, want with that. All right, so what? We got the Tesseract. The Tesseract, the Ether. The Ether, the Mind, the mind Stone, and the Power Stone have all been introduced. Mm. So we need time and soul? Soul, yeah. Soul yeah, because the Tesseract was the, the, space, the space gem. The Ether was the... Oh, Ether was it? from Dark World. Yeah. Yeah. But which, I'm trying to think of which gem it was. It's the red power? one, right? No, the Power Gem was the one from Guardians. Okay. The ether was what do you, so. What do you get? Space, time, reality. Ah, that's it. That's the reality gem. And was okay. the ether. Yeah. Oh man, so good. <laughs> Godwin like nerds. Like, <laughs> like I'm taking a quiz. Name all six of the Infinity Stones. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't handle the pressure. <laughs> oh man, I am so psyched for that solo Spider-Man movie now, though. Oh my god. Well, that's two years away. No, next year. Next year. Yeah. We and I understand that, that Robert Downey's supposed to be in that. Thank oh. God. That's going to be awesome. But I think he's the only one, at least, that's been announced. They don't need to put anybody else in. Just give me a no, Norman Osborn I, I, and a Harry Osborn and just oh, just make me happy. Give me Craven or Mysterio Rain or Mysterio? Hydro Man or the Shocker. I don't care. <laughs> use the B-team villains. Make them awesome. I'm no, I know Marvel could do it. Well, I always thought they should use the B-team villains like the James Bond pre-credit sequences. Why wouldn't you? Or just put like five or six of them together and make the bunch of B-list guys be the Sinister Six. Well, well, like like they did in Winter Soldier, to go back to that, where they had Batrock, where he was like the opening villain, and they took him, you know. Which is effectively what they did in this movie with Crossbones. Oh, yeah, yeah good point. Good Crossbones point. wouldn't be able to carry a movie. And I understand, like, you know, you get the resolution with him. It's clear that rumlow has been out murking around for a while and and wanting seriously wanting revenge mm-hmm. yeah god that costume looked rad <laughs> uh, right down to the mask Very oh, yeah they, they, oh, it was, it was so, just dirty looking it was like it was like homemade it was awesome what about black panther's costume that is probably one of the greatest transitions from comic to screen ever 
Yeah, he was just just really. I mean, he had everything that everything that I've envisioned or thought of the Black Panther on the page was just really there on the screen. Yeah, well, he he had the the high tech with the Panther mysticism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, but he also had the the regalism, if, if that's a correct use of that word, uh, you know, sure. the, re, the regal, regal air about him uh, that Black Panther has. He's he's young enough. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. it, and we got we got uh, King to King T'Chaka. I mean, the, the only thing, and this is really just being a, a nerd boy, but I, I always would have preferred that if you know T'Chaka was going to die, that if it was Ulysses Claw that did it. Mm. Yeah, well, he's already had dealings with with Wakanda, so we know that. So yeah, I mean, we know he's going to be in the movie. Oh yeah, oh, we should have had. Uh, they should have already had lost Danny, his hand. Yeah, they, should, they we should have had Danny Glover as King T'Chaka. I'm getting Ooh. too old for this shit. <laughs> no, who could? Oh, who was the guy that fought T'Chaka to try to win the? Uh, was that like the white? Oh, the man. The man. Yeah, yeah. Have, have have Danny Glover be the man. Name. Mbaku. Mbaku. Yeah. God go. bless yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was I, they used him so well. I mean, it's like, all right, so we get it. We know that Wakanda is an isolationist nation, but they they need to come out now and it's like, all right, here's the statement, here's the Black Panther, and it's ah, man, just the fact that Bucky willingly lets himself be frozen again. It's like it's so perfect. Just keep him there until you're ready to give him the shield, man. Well, you know, he's he's a he's a loaded weapon. See, I don't think you necessarily want to give him the shield. It worked in the comics because you know you're going to have issue after issue after issue. But I don't know for a movie if you want anybody but Steve Rogers to be Cap. I'd have no problem with Sam being Cap either. Speaking like of shield, I have no problem uh, with Sam being the Falcon because well, because I think Falcon. I, I don't feel, I don't feel like this, the Falcon is an inferior character or anything. I don't think you need to do that. And who else in the Marvel universe ha- has a shield? I believe you know, Chris, the uh, U.S. agent. Yeah, but no, I, I mean. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where else have we seen a shield? Just recently, on a TV show that you watch. Uh, I assume it's on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they gave Coulson a shield. <laughs> Coulson yeah. had a shield built into his uh, his hand. It's aesthetic hand, yeah. And it, and he used it, and it had like the shield logo on it, and he was protecting himself. Was it, was like, it like when Cap had the electronic shield? Kind of, yeah. It, yeah, yep, exactly. It like came right out of his, his uh, wrist, and he used it to protect himself in May. And she looks at him, and he's like, what? I thought the I thought the director's shield should have a shield. Yeah. yeah. Hey, might as well play with that. I mean, because, yeah. I mean, I, so, it's, all right, going back to the whole shield thing, Cap Cap gives it up, man. Is he going to go full Nomad in the next time we see him? Or is oh, he just that was... Be- uh, yeah, I mean, that was. Well, that they was, they that, could theoretically go the U.S. agent route. He's he's ro- he's gone rogue, and they need to fill that role. Yeah, yeah. They oh, they're they're all else. on the run now. Black Widow's going to have to be on the run too. Okay, so yeah, I, I, I enjoyed her little arc there, where she, you know, was on Tony's team and then said no. She, I, I don't think she was ever really on Tony's to team, but she also believed that they needed to keep the team together. Right. Which so she was like a double, triple agent. <laughs> She's hot. She is. So uh, they got that other show that's going to start up called Marvel's Most Wanted. That would be a perfect uh, That's place. not as definite now, though, I don't think. Oh, really? Did, did they look at dropping that again? Because it's like been on again, off again. And it was supposed to be Mockingbird and uh, Hunter that were going to yeah. go and be on that show. But I know they can't afford to pay, you know, 
Chris Evans and Scarlet and uh, uh, any of yeah, them, Hawkeye, even. any of them to be on a regular show. But you know, but, but that would be the perfect place for them. I mean, the show is supposed to be called Marvel's Most Wanted, so <laughs> that would they would be most wanted. Like you know, they can form the Secret Avengers. Yeah, well, they're going to have to Avengers be. Movie. They're going to have to be the secret of well, the the guys that all get busted out of the raft at the end are going to be the secret Avengers. Yeah, so I guess like Haw- Hawkeye can't go back to his family. That's, uh, of- that's off the books, though. I mean, Tony, I guess knows where it is, but I don't think he'd do that. It's just oh, his wife okay. and kids there. Yeah, and you know that you know Black Widow is not going to go trying to round them up because they're you know they're tight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I thought you would have been playing golf or something, Barton. I did. Played 18, shot 18. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is missing being in the field so bad. <laughs> oh, oh and uh, the shot when they showed them all in the raft, and um, which I thought the raft was cool. We got to see the raft. It's like That's out amazing. In the of nowhere. You know what that means? That means the big house and the everything else is out there too, you know? Mm-hmm. It's got to be somewhere. Yeah, for for anybody who doesn't know, I, I I believe the big house is the miniature prison, right? Yeah, yeah created by like Pim. The, yeah. So um, yeah, I know the uh, the wrecking crew was there. Right. Oh, but when they were on 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 the raft and they were showing person to person, and then they showed Hawkeye's cell, but you couldn't see his eye. He, he was upside down, and his you know he he was laying towards the uh, towards the cell door. And and there was bars across his eyes, and then they like tilted the camera up, and he's just like his eyes are burning at you. It's like he's just waiting for his chance to get out, waiting for the moment to strike, like a coiled cobra. And then the cap just strolls up and busts them all out, which was nice. They didn't have to, you know, we have to worry. Oh, how are they going to get out? Obviously, Cap just took care of them. These Cap, and they're all hiding out in Wakanda. You think they're all going to be hiding out in Wakanda? I don't think that. Well, be the- maybe at first. I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know if they want to go too 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 far with this. By the time the next movie comes around, it could be that they were all pardoned and and it's moved on. Uh, I don't think they're going to do that. I think that's going to be. That I don't know if you want them fugitives or justice either, though. Uh, they're going to be just pulling stuff vigilante style for now until you know the big wormhole in the sky opens up. That's what's going to end up bringing them, having to bring them all back together. And I wouldn't be surprised well, if how- a lot of the 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 classic guys get smoked in Avengers Part One. I think that might be the turning point. But you think they'll come back in Avengers Part Two with the? I, no, know, I think I. I mean, think of it this way. I mean, show the gravity of the situation. Have have gravity Tony and Cap get smoked mind. at the end. Mm. Something something's got to give. You can't. I mean, I don't think there's any way everybody lives through Infinity War. Well, I don't know. I don't know that they want to kill people off either, though. Unless they signed Evans to another, like, six-picture deal. Well, like like I've said in the past, though, I don't know that they necessarily want to start killing people off and then the character is off the table. I think they'd much prefer to, uh, to, to you know, maybe take them off the table temporarily and then recast them when the time comes. All right, all right. So that, that's what you do. You kill them in the, at the beginning of Infinity War so that they have to get brought back somehow yeah fight that yeah something's got it but well because tony had, had that vision showing like all their their weapons and everything broken and never them all defeated so i mean you know you might be able to yeah i mean hey it's infinity gauntlet you can do anything that's true who's gonna get a hold of it and oh cap cap wielded it i believe in um infinity gauntlet didn't he 
Oh, it's been so long since I've read that. I know he stood up the Thanos, and um, I think the Silver Surfer wielded it too. Yeah, temporarily, I believe he did. Yeah, you know, there's going to have to be some smackdown between Hulk and Thanos, and Thanos just makes him look like a bitch, <laughs> just to show how powerful he is. You're my bitch. I want. I want to see Thanos making out with Lady Death. <laughs> they got to bring her in, right? Wouldn't that be crazy if they brought in all the cosmic constructs like Eternity and everything? That'd be yeah, crazy. I'm just not sure how you could do that. It's, well, well, nobody knew thought they were going to gonna be able to do Guardians of the Galaxy, and they did. No, I, I, I didn't say it can't be done. I just, I'm just not sure how you could do it. Well, Lord, well, Lord Chaos and Master Order could just be two disembodied heads, and the in betweener is just a guy. You know, looks like he's from uh, that episode of Star Trek where you know he's black on one face side, white on the yeah. other. Can't you yeah. see the difference? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So oh, these movies obviously are so figure. Good. Obviously. Oh man, just so much to digest. Uh, oh, I, I, another one that made, made me chuckle was was uh, I, I think we might have mentioned it earlier was after Spider Man had webbed up um, Bucky and and Falcon and what well, was it Falcon that says I hate you? Yeah, why couldn't you have done that earlier? I hate yeah. you. <laughs> uh, those guys are great because you know I guess they're both they're both been Caps buddy. So it's like, do they have like the rivalry going? Like, who's I the I think there's a little buddy? bit of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You have a metal arm? That's so cool. It's like, <laughs> this is, finally, this is comic book Spider-Man, finally. <laughs> yep. Oh, that end tag with Peter and May was great. Oh, was, <laughs> Who hit you? Know, you? Steve. Steve. There's a guy named Unit. Steve from, from His friend's a giant. Brooklyn. His friend was a giant. So then this freaking spider signal, man. Like I, I thought he was going to shoot out webbing or something. He's like, "What is this itching?" And then, then yeah, and then it's the spidey signal. I know. This is so like, awesome. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, so like, there been, were, were there any characters that we didn't touch on? Uh, you did have. I, I don't know if you guys are familiar. We didn't talk with, about uh, Wanda too too much. I mean, she's uh, she's the most powerful person there, and she just doesn't realize it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, I mean, you got to be careful with how you write her, just like in the comics, that if you make her too powerful, then it's... Oh, she goes crazy and kills the Marvel Universe? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. let's not do that. Yeah. But the, uh, the what you call it, the character that Martin Freeman played? Yeah, yeah he's, 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 he's from, from the Christopher Grant. Priest Black Panther run. Yeah, Everett, Everett Ross. Yeah. Yeah. He had a little he, bit of a smaller part well, than I expected, but I, I, I would imagine he'll be have a much bigger part in the Black Panther. Yeah, he's, he's going to be in the Black Panther movie. Although he hasn't been announced for it yet. When I looked at IMDb, the only characters they have are the Black Panther and Ulysses Claw. And Ulysses Claw is still listed as rumored. Mm. Oh, please. Come but on. What about the, um, yeah, War Machine? I mean, he didn't, we didn't, he didn't have many scenes, but he did have one of the most important when he gets shot down. The yeah. one thing about Don Cheadle, and I think he plays the part well, but he's looking older. Oh, yeah, he looks real I old. Did think he looked, yeah, I did think he looked a little haggard. But you know, I mean that 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 kind of fit in after he was shot down, and you know he's he's got the paralysis and everything. Package for Tony Stank. <laughs> That's Tony Stank. Genius. Yet another great Stanley cameo. <laughs> but no, I think you're right. I I think Don Cheadle did. He looked old in the scenes prior to that when they were talking about about the accords. I just thought he looked a little rough. I mean, I guess it can kind of play into it. I mean, how long is he supposed to have been an Air Force veteran for now? 
probably 20 years, right? You would think. At least the way, well, with Don Cheadle's age, I think it has to be. Yeah. Or, <laughs> you, can't, or you can't make him a raw recruit. Well, no, he's know, a colonel in the Air Force. I mean, it, that takes a while to get there. I was going to say you could, well, I mean, depending on how deep you want to go in Iron Man, I don't want to say mythology, but like storylines, right after Rudy t- took over. Um, Who the Rudy? f*** is Rudy? I heard that on Back Rudy. to the Bins. Rudy. As soon as, soon as I sorry, started, Bill. I realized. Was the, the young daughter on, on the Cosby show. Oh, when Rudy, when Rudy, when Rudy took, took over the armor. He was getting headaches, and it was kind of draining on him because it was initially designed for Tony's uh, brain patterns. So it was uh, it was kind of driving him a little nutso. So, but you know, didn't, I, didn't he end up in a wheelchair at some point? Tony did. No, I know, I know that, but I meant didn't didn't Rudy? <laughs> what the guy from the? No, he got carried off the field by the whole yeah, James exactly. Club. I don't know. We need to get Luke Jackson. Was that a '90s thing or a 2000 team thing? I don't remember it happened in the eighties or the nineties, unless it happened in two thousands. I'm not sure. I could be. I could be totally off on it. I'm not sure. And then he got all these mental powers, and oh wait, that's Professor X. Never mind. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. How come in front of the X Men movies, in 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 front of the trailers and the commercials on TV, they keep flashing the Marvel logo? I know it's, it's still Marvel. Marvel. I know it's a Marvel property, but you think Marvel would? I, you know, they're supposedly. I don't think they have any say. They sold but, uh, those no, rights. I would imagine. I mean, I've never seen any of the contracts. I don't know. But does, but I, does I would Marvel imagine that Marvel logo, that whole pro, that all you know, with the with the letters and everything. No, oh, I think I, that's the I standard it, for any Marvel movie now. Is getting. I, that. I suspect that even though Fox has the right to make the X Men movies, that Marvel still gets a share of the profit from these things. I doubt that the contract they had says it's all yours. We don't get anything now. So I would imagine, you know, despite the fact that they're not getting the lion's share of it like they would if they owned it themselves, you know, if they owned it outright, I, I don't think Marvel is totally out of the picture on these movies anyway. No, they'd have to be getting something. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't have sold those rights and just said, here, all right, they're all yours. There's no way. So so that being said, you guys excited about Age of, of Apocalypse? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm probably going to enjoy it, but I can't say I'm stoked for it. Yeah, see, I I had some high expectations, I think, for Days of Future Past, and I and I don't know, I just got let let down a little bit. Of course, of course, that was back when I was passing a kidney stone, so that might have. See, I I really liked all the last three X Men movies. I really liked. I liked the First Wolf. Class. I loved First I, I, Class. I, liked, I really liked the Wolverine. I, I liked really the Wolverine. Liked, I really I liked, liked Days, Days of Future Past, Past, but compared to First Class, it was a it, it didn't hold up to that. Days of Future Past was mm. much better. I, I mean, uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, First class was much better. I, oh, okay. I'm, a, I'm digging it. I, it's, it's, it's a wonky franchise, and, and uh, you know, I think everybody knows it. But I still enjoy spending my, you know, two hours every couple of years with the the mighty Marvel mutants. So I'm not going to complain. I am not a fan of Brian Singer. I, I, I don't think. I think they, they should have stayed with uh, whoever it was that directed First Class. Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. Well, he wanted to go off and do Kingsman and, and other stuff, so... Uh, I'm not I'm not so sure he would have wanted to if, if he had been given whatever authority to do with the X-Men what he should have. Yeah, I'm not a Brian Singer fan either for multiple reasons, uh, which is why I do have to kind of bite my tongue a little bit when I go see those movies, because I know it's more than Singer that's responsible for them. A lot of it is uh, Simon Kinberg and you know multiple other people, but yeah, um, I try to take the Brian Singer... 
out of the equation when I go see those. I just, I just enjoy spending time in that in this world. I, you know, I've said it before. I'm a soft sell for a lot of this stuff. You have to really piss me off or really do something boneheaded for me not to derive some sort of enjoyment out of these things. And Olivia Munn is Psylocke. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to see it. I'm going to have an open mind. I probably am going to enjoy it. I enjoyed the list. I enjoyed Days of Future Past. I just didn't think it was at the level of first class. Uh, Probably not. It's a little wonky. Uh, first class was great. First class, I would put among the very best of comic book movies. I'm not saying it is the very best, but it is in that group. Days of Future Past is not. He had one of the most one of the most memorable scores. Oh, the score was excellent. The acting was excellent. The directing was excellent. It was written well. I, I, I and they gave I, them the yellow costumes for that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a. It was an excellent movie. I really, I, I just, I, I'm so attached to the Wolverine character as portrayed by Hugh Jackman that I still really, I really love that director's cut of the Wolverine. <laughs> I really, really enjoy that. I think I'm the only person who really enjoys that one. I don't. I don't think I've seen that. You got to see the director's cut, man. Get the Blu-ray. It's got the, it's got the director's well, cut. He's feeding ninjas into a wood chipper, man. Oh my god! Yeah, there's like a whole act. That whole action scene when he gets to the, the Silver Samurai's base, there's yeah. like a whole like five six minutes that got cut out of that. Oh god! And it's it's uh. Well, I picked up the um, Days of Future Past Rogue cut because it was. So did at, I. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. Um, it adds a little bit. Does it? Yeah, it's uh, uh, I, I it's, mean, because it's I, not I life seen, changing. I haven't seen the movie since it came out, so it was a, it was a Best Buy for like you know like nine bucks on, on sale one week. So I I, I snatched it up, but I haven't there's had a, to watch it. There's only like really there's two significant things that it changes. Bobby dies in a different way, mm-hmm. and um, when Wolverine's freaking out when they get to Paris, he he stabs uh, Kitty Pride. So she can't hold on to the keeping them in the past too much longer. So um, Professor X and Bobby have to go save Rogue out of the uh, X mansion that's been taken over by Sentinels. So they have to bring her back oh. so she can take Kitty's power and keep Wolverine where he needs to be. Hmm. So I, okay. I I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Hmm. But right. anything else? Is there anything else about Civil War other than the I'm fact sure that there is. Awesome? You spend more time, but I, I, I well, there's one more to wrap up. I had read an article. Uh, oh, you go into that, Bill. About it's a um, it's a reviewer from Vanity Fair and how basically she's a little upset with how heterosexual Captain America is portrayed. And oh god, if I had a soapbox right now, I would stand on it and You'd break it. it I, but keep going. I I would preach. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> you. <laughs> Love you too, Bill. I use you as my soapbox. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, the, the drop the soapbox. <laughs> drop the soapbox. <laughs> you drop the soap. Oh, so what's in a box? No. <laughs> Pepper Potts's head. Pepper Potts's head. Oh, if only. Oh my God, that's right. So uh, basically, you know, she's saying that other, you know, it was it was disappointing, you know, with the how Cap and Bucky get nostalgic about their skirt chasing days and this and that and 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 all i gotta say to that is cap cap's character see this is where we can cue you know battle him of the older public behind me <laughs> captain america is a man out of the 40s a time when men were men 
and not metrosexuals. He's not Captain Metrosexual, madam. And I, I suggest you get it right. He's Captain America, by God, and all the heterosexualness that goes with it. That's all I got to say. I just I don't like when people criticize the movies because they don't fill the person who's criticizing its agenda. You know, sometimes the movies don't have to have deeper messages. Well, the message could just be, are you pro-registration or anti-registration? <laughs> yeah. That's and all it is. Hey, he, he got a girlfriend. Whoopee. And it's, it's almost like the offense is, well, he should be gay. Well, I think... He's hanging out like, with Bucky, so he should be gay. And one of the other... Well, see, and that's... that. There's another thing she, she said here, and her name's Robinson, not me. It's... Uh, Joanna Robinson from Eddie Fair said, Directors Joe and Anthony Russo should not have said fans may, quote, interpret the relationship with Bucky however they want to interpret it, unquote, since the character explicitly makes clear his attraction to women. Come on. Well, it, people are going to interpret shit however they want to anyway. Well, it says, as if to put the, this is another quote, as if to put the nail in the coffin of speculation, Bucky and Cap paused for a moment in the middle of snowy Siberia to reminisce about their days chasing skirts in pre-war Brooklyn. 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 <laughs> it says, it, it's a sweet human bonding moment, but one that also bristles with heterosexual virility. If Disney isn't inclined to give audiences a gay superhero, couldn't they oh, have at least left sake. us the dream of Bucky and Cap? No, oh, because okay, they've no, never she, been okay, gay so, ever in the comics. No, does so, it, so again, does, no, she does want them to be gay. Yes, she's upset because that it they says... Didn't. Doesn't Captain America Civil War go out of its way to define Bucky and Steve's relationship? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. This, this is where she says it, that it defines their relationship when Cap smooches Sharon Carter while Bucky looks on approvingly. Where is the room for interpretation in that moment? So she's mad that there is no interpretation so, yeah. that's basically been stamped. Boom. He's a man. See, I, I, I was thinking she didn't want them to say it was subject to interpretation because it shouldn't be because he's just not gay. But she's saying she's upset that they make it so clear that he's not gay, that they should have left it more nebulous. No, it's Captain America. He's but no, never no, no, I, and I'm not agreeing with her perspective. Gay. I'm saying that's what she's saying. I know. So am she's I, a moron. Reading that right, Bill? No, no. You're, and then, then there's another. Uh, uh, this is a few responses by a few readers. Uh, uh, one was when when writers alter an existing character with decades of history to make the PC crowd happy, then it's complete garbage because it's blatant pandering. And then another one says, if actual history is rewritten on a daily basis, why can't fictional history be rewritten? Eventually, the sheeple will believe it. <laughs> yeah, I guess people are getting a little too. But, you know, it's like, uh, I, I don't know why I got so bent out of shape about it. Maybe, maybe I'm not secure in my heterosexuality. Whatever. No, you're definitely not. <laughs> but it's like... Uh, you Go to St. Pete, Bill. Go. <laughs> Go. Hey, look, you have to be real secure to live on a boat for, you know, however many toys you did with other men in close proximity with a communal shower. It was not communal. We had our own stalls. It was communal when Bill Robinson got there. <laughs> 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 I don't even want to go there. In the Navy. Did I ever tell you guys a story about when I pulled a gun on a guy in a shower? I, I do. I do. What kind of gun, Bill? Was it a love gun? No, no, no. It was a gun. It 
It was a gun. I, I, I was, do uh, have a problem with them changing. See, Paul's just glossing over that. He's I know because he's smart. Not let me finish that. <laughs> I do have a problem with them changing characters to pan to the public and to give political messages that don't necessarily have to be given. There doesn't have to be any message in this movie about sexuality. I don't know why Joanna Robinson of Vanity Fair feels the need to push that's that. That's what. That's what. This came so out of left field. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, because why? everybody has their own stupid agenda, especially when they're trying to get ink on the page. It's the same. It's no different than having some stupid clickbait thing on the internet. Got, got me to read it. Yeah, see, <laughs> uh, mission accomplished, and people are posting about it. I mean, <laughs> well, she's. I, I'm actually somewhat familiar with her. She does a podcast on, about Game of Thrones. Oh, really? And, and I've, I've actually always gotten a kick out of it. She does it with this guy David something or other. But when he speaks to her. He always calls her Joanna Robinson. He doesn't call her Joanna. He calls her Joanna Robinson. And I always thought, oh, it would be funny if I start doing that. And I, every time I talk to you, I say, well, Bill Robinson, what do you think? <laughs> but then I'd be stealing his shtick, so I didn't do that. Yeah. But I am familiar, somewhat familiar with her. Oh, okay. All right. I but mean, I does this, I, I, does, does this jive with what you've heard this, from her? What's that? Does this jive with what you've heard from her on the other podcast? Not really. I never, I've never heard her pushing any sort of political agenda and by political i guess we're talking sexual politics i don't know i mean like on one hand you're right it seems like she's saying that the directors interpreted you know that there could be some gray area but then she's like well they just slammed the door on it with the way they portrayed it and there's there's not a chance i don't understand why things need to be subject to interpretation there's nothing wrong with having a gay character there's nothing wrong with having a heterosexual character why do I we mean, have to North show Star, characters North, and have it be nebulous and North Star is don't gay know. For sake, you know what north star is gay for christ's sake yeah, there's nothing wrong with that i mean they do it it's fine but well it's it's like why does it have to be subject to interpretation why can't it just be this is what the person is <sighs> Uh, haven't, haven't we gotten to a point in our society where if somebody is gay, it's not a problem? Obviously not according, not, not according to the people that keep writing about it. Uh, I don't know. And, well, and it's I, like, I always feel like if if you try to make it such a, a, a such a point of doing things like that, where we you know you have to push the point of view, it almost it's distracting it almost from the story. Perpetuates the the bad feelings and and prejudices and and negative things instead of just having it be live and let live. Well, it's you, you guys watch The Flash, right? Yeah. Yes. The captain in Central City is gay. It's never made a point of, I mean, they like one time for about thirty seconds, but it's just he's there, he's the captain. Everybody follows his orders. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's fact, it. I just, and that's to me, I that's what it should be. Exactly. Just, just if you're gonna do it, time. just do it, and don't make a point of saying, "Hey, we did this." And it doesn't have to be a very special episode of Flash where everybody learns to accept him. It could just be that well, like, that's what he is, and it's not a big deal. People accept him for what he is just because they do. Well, like on, on Arrow, uh, one of uh, Rachel Ghoul's daughters, uh, was it, is it, it's not Talia, is it? No, no not Nissa. Talia. Nissa. Nissa. And, and, uh, and what's her name? Sarah. Sarah. They're an item. I got no yeah. problem with that. Plus, Cap and Bucky were like brothers. So now she's yeah. like, you, did you want <laughs> Bill, find me that link to that. I'm going to be like, I'm going to make that point. I'll be like, they're basically brothers. You want him to f*** his brother? Well, You're weird. I'm already over it. I don't care. I just, just want to see it. Right. Yeah, I, I think we should get on, off this subject now. <laughs> right. Let's get off this subject and on to Sharon. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we, we should do our uh, closing remarks. 
Uh, all right, Chris. I'll go first. Uh, yeah. I, I love this world. I love what Marvel's doing. I keep saying it every time. I really just enjoy going there, and I spend my two or two and a half hours every couple of months there. And uh, I really don't want it to end. And it, it seems like with the Russos behind kind of overseeing everything now, I think they're in a very good place. I, I really do look forward to pretty much everything that's coming out, uh, especially since they're kind of taking over the Joss Whedon role. And I think they might actually have a, a slightly better handle on these characters than than Whedon does. Blasphemy, I know. Um, but it's, they're giant fanboys. They know how to present these characters on screen using all of the stuff that you would want to see these characters do and telling compelling stories with them. I just... Black Panther, Spider-Man, Giant Man. I mean, look at all the stuff that they're giving us, and it's just because they want to see that stuff too. You know, when you got fans that know what they're doing behind the lens, you know, we all make out. Not you and I, Bill. We'll do that in Long Island, but you know what I mean. Shh. <laughs> he tastes like ribs and Mountain Dew. What do you say, Dr. Bill? Uh, love the movie. I was a little... I wish I would have got a little more out of the in tags. I don't think we. I mean, we talked. We we touched on them briefly, but it didn't really seem to lead into anything. Else. It led into Spider Man. Like it just wrapped up the movie. I was, you know. It led into Spider Man, yeah, Black Panther. That one, but yeah, I guess. Oh wait, I was getting my in tags confused. I was getting. I was thinking that the Z that Zemo locked up by uh, Everett Ross was the in tag, but no, you're right. It was Spider Man. It was a long. Wait, yes. and I really had to go to the bathroom. So. <laughs> it was a long, a long bunch of credits. But, yes. Uh, but yeah, yes, it was a lot of credits. But it was, uh, um, yeah, I'm excited for some more Marvel movies. I'm actually, uh, on a side note, I'm interested in seeing Suicide Squad too. I know, I know, some people say, I don't know, some sometimes we get, you know, people say we won't give enough DC love, we don't give enough Marvel love. And, you know, I like a lot of stuff. A little bit from this, a little bit from that. Put it all together. You got comics. <laughs> That's all I got to say. All right. Uh, I can only really echo what you guys both said. That I, I, I'm just enjoying it. Keep it coming as far as I'm concerned. Everything they're doing is, is at worst, the worst of their movies are, like, really good. <laughs> so I have, I have no problem with anything they come out with so far. And hopefully that continues because... It's just been it's been terrific, and uh, this one fits right in with the best of them, as far as I'm concerned. And and I just really look forward to whatever's coming, whatever whatever they have in store for us next. So, you know, as far as Suicide Squad goes, looks good from the trailer. I'm not as familiar with the source material, but looks good. I'll probably enjoy it. Well, me neither. I mean, I mean, I know the basic premise, but I'd like to see it just to give it a chance. Yeah. All we are saying is give DC a chance. I have Everybody's a talking about, <laughs> about Deadshot, Deadshot. <laughs> I got no song for me tonight. I, I, there is remember? a song. It's a Guns N' Roses song. <laughs> Sorry. Go All on. right, that's where we go out. <laughs> oh, what? We can't have... We don't need your civil war. Hi, hi, girl. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. 
Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Hold on. I got to stretch. Oh, my spine.